Welcome to the Strategic Aesthetics Beyond the Physique podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Woodyard. Whether your goal is to dominate the stage or reach a healthy body composition, it comes down to a culmination of habits. Here we're going behind the scenes to uncover what these habits look like in real life. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of Beyond the Physique podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the nutritional hierarchy. Uh, So there's absolute information overload out there. The more you look, the more conflicting information you're going to find. And here I want to simplify and prioritize the major factors impacting your physique. I commonly hear people talking about and prioritizing the wrong things. Uh, Prime example here is nutrient timing. Uh, People put way too much of an emphasis on their pre and post workout meal when they don't even know what they're total protein is, for example. Um, So the goal here is ultimately to find out what to prioritize and what to put your effort into that's going to give you the most bang for your buck. Um, So these are going to stack on each other, meaning number one um, is going to be the most important. And then after number one is a habit, we can add number two, but that doesn't mean we can't can get rid of number one because number one is most important and then we'll get all the way um, through the list so here is the list we're going to talk about total calories we're going to talk about food quality and macronutrient makeup from those calories we're going to talk about fiber nutrient timing and micronutrients okay so starting with number one priority number one is your total calories so Your total calorie intake is the most important because it's what is going to ultimately determine um, changes in your body weight. Um, So if you're eating in a calorie surplus, your body weight's going to go up. That means you're eating more food than you are expending. If you are at calorie maintenance, that means your weight is staying the same. Um, You are essentially eating the same that you are expending. In a calorie deficit, our body weight is going down. And that is when we are eating less than we are expending. So our total calories are most important um, because that is ultimately what is going to determine our changes in body weight. Priority number two, food quality and macronutrient makeup of these calories. So if we're making a change in our physique, for, for example, and we want to reduce body weight, but we want that to come from fat, not muscle, then we can ensure this happens by making sure our macronutrients are hit. A pretty good base to go off of is your protein should be about one to one and a half grams of protein per pound of body weight. Your fat should make up about 20 to 35% of your uh, total daily calories and your carbs should make up the rest of those calories. So uh, put this in application saying, um, you would find your calorie maintenance. Um, If you wanted to maintain your body weight, you would then say that you would track your food and find basically where your body weight stays the same as you have a consistent expenditure. Um, That would be your calorie maintenance. From there, you would take um, your body weight, multiply that to one to one and a half um, times to get you your protein intake. Um, and then if you multiply that by four, that would give you your total calories. We're really getting into depth here, um, past what we need to. Um, but essentially you should be eating one to one and a half grams of protein per pound of body weight. 
fats will make up 20 to 35 percent of your daily calories and carbohydrates will make up the rest of your calories so protein is extremely important because of protein turnover so all organs in the body are constantly needing repair and regeneration so the rate at which you're breaking down these cells is called protein, uh, protein degradation. So your cells and all your tissues are constantly breaking down and we repair them with amino acids from protein. Okay, so the rate at which you're repairing and creating these cells is called protein synthesis. So protein degradation is the rate at which all of your cells are breaking down. Protein turnover, or excuse me, protein synthesis is the rate at which you're actually repairing. Now, your rate of protein turnover is the balance between degradation and synthesis, and we're either net protein positive or net protein negative based on whether we are repairing faster or slower than we're breaking it down. Eating a high-protein diet will keep us in a net protein positive for more time, slowing the loss of muscle in a deficit and increasing the amount of muscle growth in a surplus. So this protein has to be a high quality protein. It can't just be any old protein. It's going to need to have the essential amino acids. So there are nine essential amino acids that we must consume from our diet because our body cannot create it from other sources. Um, and complete protein sources are those with all nine. Um, so some examples of complete protein source, uh, sources are animal protein like uh, chicken, beef, turkey, lamb, bison, um, fish, dairy, milk, eggs, cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, um, protein powders. Typically a whey or a casein will have the most complete amino acid profile. Um, and a, a high quality plant protein powder would be a good example of this too. Um, getting a lot of your protein from plant sources, um, you're going to have to diversify the foods that you get your protein from um, in order to get all nine amino acids. So it's preferred to get an animal protein or fish or dairy um, as that source of protein because it is an essential amino acid. So um, there are also essential fats. Um, so there's omega-3s and omega-6s. Those must come from the diet because you can't uh, synthesize those from your body. So um, basically we can get those um, from nuts, oils, avocados, fatty fish. Um, I recommend uh, personally um, an omega supplement to uh, most of my clients just because it's really, really difficult to get your omega-3s and omega-6s and the amounts that you need um, properly without it. Um, but side note on that, make sure you get a quality omega supplement. A lot of them out there are sitting on the shelf rancid. Um, so look into getting a quality supplement. Here I'll plug Morphogen Nutrition. Um, Morphogen Omega, a uh, really quality supplement, also has uh, vitamin D and vitamin K. Um, so that's really important. Um, so we talked about essential amino acids, which are the essential aminos that come from protein that we must consume from our diet. We also talked about essential fats. Those must come from the diet. Um, what about essential carbs? There's no such thing as essential carbohydrates. 
This is due to gluconeogenesis. This is a uh, process that happen, happens in the liver when your liver takes um, either aminos uh, or fats and creates them or basically breaks them down and turns them into glycogen or glucose rather and puts that in the bloodstream um, for energy. So your liver can create energy from protein and fats um, in the case that there are not carbs available. So um, in for that reason, there is no such thing as essential carbohydrates. Now, that does not mean that a no or low carb diet is optimal because carbohydrates are our preferred energy source and it's readily available. So um, as long as your macros are in place and your macro ranges are in place, those carbohydrates should be a part of your diet. We shouldn't be cutting out any macronutrients or any food groups at all. Okay, so priority number two here is going to be the macronutrient makeup of those calories. That's going to be your protein, your carbs, and your fats. So we're looking for high quality protein. We're looking for omega 3s, omega 6s, and enough carbohydrates to um, make up the rest of that diet. Now, when we talk about carbohydrates, um, there are high and low glycemic carbs. We would typically aim for a lower glycemic carb. And what that's going to do is going to have a little slower digestion process and it's going to be a slower release into the bloodstream and require a less extreme response from the, the pancreas to release insulin. So um, aim for the lower glycemic carbohydrates. So priority number three, fiber. Fiber is extremely important for digestion. Um, there, <laughs> this is something that a lot of people completely overlook, um, and they don't even realize that they have digestive issues um, and, until they're fixed. So um, a general rule here is 12 to 16 grams of fiber per 1,000 calories. Um, and there's also insoluble 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 fiber so soluble fiber dissolves into a gel in the gut and this passes through the intestine and aids in digestion it also serves as a prebiotic so we have uh, gut microbiomes there's bacteria in the gut and this requires food and this soluble fiber provides a food source for this healthy bacteria in your gut um, insoluble fiber is not digestible. Um, this pulls water into the, into the digestive tract and helps move stool along. So we need both soluble and insoluble fiber. A good place to start is two to one ratio insoluble to soluble. And then after you do a little bit of tracking, you can find ultimately what works best for you. So priority number four. Um, we'll do a quick recap. Priority number one is total calories for the day. Priority number two is going to be your food quality and macronutrient makeup of those calories. Priority number three is your fiber and a balanced insoluble to soluble fiber ratio. Number four is going to be nutrient timing. So our total daily totals are hit so we're hitting the right amount of protein the right amount of carbs and the right amount of fats with the right balance of fiber um, in that 
now we can start timing these meals to um, give us another level of benefit. So um, protein is best eaten uh, paste evenly throughout the day. Anytime that we eat approximately 20 grams of protein or more in one serving, it stimulates muscle protein synthesis. The more times that we can turn this on throughout the day, the more we're either going to retain lean tissue in a cut or we're going to grow in a, in a surplus. Um, so we want to divide this as evenly as we can throughout the meals um, throughout the day. Carbohydrates. Um, these are our preferred source of fuel. So what we would like to do is preferentiate these around your training session. So that means you're going to want to put most of your carbohydrates around your training session, whether before or directly after. Um, so by putting these carbohydrates around your workout, there is also a higher amount of um, nutrient absorption in the muscle. Um, from that workout so your muscles are really receptive to glucose in the blood and it will then be stored as glycogen and this is a positive thing this provides energy for that muscle to work again so this is part of the recovery process um, okay fats so fats are extremely important in the diet but they do slow digestion a little bit so we are going to push this on the opposite side of the carbs, and we're going to put this away from our workout. So if you're training in the morning, you're going to, you will want to have most of your fats in the evening, and you'll do the opposite. Um, if you're training in the evening, you'll want to have your fats more towards the morning. Um, this just prevents you from training with a full stomach um, and having that slow digestion. Um, okay. One other thing here on nutrient timing that I think is missed is eating in a sympathetic versus a parasympathetic state. So let's discuss what that is. So a sympathetic state is uh, associated with a fight or flight. So um, your nervous system is very responsive. So times like this are like directly post-training. Um, maybe you just got in an argument or any time where your senses are really heightened, this is going to basically turn off that digestive tract and it's going to make your nutrient absorption more difficult. You're going to digest slower, etc. So we want to avoid eating in a sympathetic state. So if you're extremely stressed out, that's not the time to be eating your meal. What we want to do is eat in a parasympathetic state. This is uh, something that promotes that uh, rest and digest, that relaxation. Um, so when we are relaxed, that vagus nerve is good to go. Um, and this allows us to digest and absorb uh, those nutrients better. Um, and it also allows for more mindful eating. So when we are eating in a stress situation, um, we're really not thinking about the food. We're just shoving it in our face. <laughs> and uh, that causes some issues because you can end up eating a whole bag of chips that way and not even realize what happened until you're done. Um, so just avoiding eating in a sympathetic state and really um, getting into like a routine to eat in a parasympathetic state. So um, just having a few breaths before your meal 
um, and and that will help. Um, okay, priority number five, we're going to talk about electrolytes um, and other micronutrients. Okay, so electrolytes are extremely important. Um, they are electrically charged minerals, primarily sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, and chloride. Um, and they help with bodily functions around the board. But let's talk about the muscles and how they work real quick. They basically work on electrical impulses. Uh, we are an electrical system. So um, to make this simple, let's go back to third grade when we were playing with electricity. So when we try to pass electricity through distilled water, it does not pass very well. It's not a very good conductor. Now, salt water, on contrast, because of these electrolytes, it passes this electricity. Your muscles are the same thing. We need electrolytes uh, to function properly. So, um, ensuring that your sodium, potassium, chloride, etc., is in the diet. Um, and in in balance with each other and then replacing them um with sweat and activity so um now micronutrients other than um electrolytes vitamin a vitamin d vitamin c vitamin b um these are extremely important for a lot of processes in the body and just general health um it's important to um, get some blood work done on these things, especially for your fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin D. Um, but there's a lot of people that are deficient in like vitamin D and vitamin B, um, for example, and then it leads to um, some cognitive issues, even depression, um, and then obviously weight loss resistance and some other issues. So um, just making sure that you have a balanced diet that allows your micronutrients is important. So let's roll through the priorities real quick one more time. So priority number one is going to be your total calories. Priority number two is your food quality and macronutrient makeup of those calories. Um, priority number three is going to be your fiber and balancing your soluble and insoluble fiber amounts as well. Number four is going to be your nutrient timing. Number five is going to be your micronutrients, including electrolytes and um, micronutrients other than electrolytes. So um, I hope this helps everybody put things into perspective on what is most important um, and then when to implement these next things. For example, don't worry about nutrient timing until your daily totals are in check. So. Um, thank you everybody for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Trevor W training. You can find me on Facebook at Trevor Woodyard and you can apply for coaching at strategic aesthetics.com.